Hey everybody, welcome back to Coffee with Christy. I have Jose Simano with me today. I'm super excited about doing this interview with him. Yes, I'm super excited about that too. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I am honored to be in your podcast. I've always wanted to be in one and here we go. <laughs> oh, so exciting. So I know Jose because we both work for EXP, Correct. right? So um, I kind of met you. Actually, I joined EXP in February, and I think I met you probably around that time, right? Yes. Yeah. At the mm -hmm. other office. So mm -hmm. tell us. Tell us what your position is here at this office before we even get started on mm. your backstory. Uh, well, um, uh, you know, I guess I'm the... Uh, branch manager, you can kind of say, yeah. but I kind of wear you a lot of got, hats. You guys just got that title, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, um, I think, I mean, I, I'm the production manager, marketing mm -hmm. manager, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, for, I, I mean, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I'm the head coach at the office. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I guess I just like to make the office produce. That's kind of like yeah. my thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you ever pass by our office, we happen to be in Anaheim across from Angel Stadium. Yes. You'll always see Jose whizzing by and he's got like a lot of great energy, <laughs> which is super awesome. And it kind of feeds on the rest of the office. So before mm -hmm. we even talk more about EXP, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your backstory. So first of all, I know we talked about before you were even in real estate, what did you do before? Um, well, before, I, I mean, I've kind of been doing real estate my entire life. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I got a, um, when I was 16 years old, uh, my cousin uh, gave me the opportunity to be the front desk person. Oh, wow. Uh, and back in that time, we would actually have, we had files that we had to file. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, so I was the file guy. Okay. Uh, uh, but then I got fired uh, <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> um, so I used to be into sports and, um, you know, uh, I would put my clothes in my locker room and then take the bus to the office. Oh, wow. So my clothes were super wrinkly all the time. Yeah. Where uh, were you living at the time? Um, in, uh, by, by South Coast Plaza in, in oh, Santa okay. Ana. Yeah. And then you would have to take the bus to where? To Edinger. It was Edinger and Lion Street. It's kind of mm -hmm. like there's Home Depot around there, but, uh, my cousin used to own the building there. So, Got it. so I would just, yeah, I did take the bus, you know, 30. You were still in high school. I was still in high school. Yeah. Doing sports. Yeah. After school would catch the bus uh, to go work in a real estate office. Correct. Yeah. And you got fired because you always look wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, because my I would stuff all my yeah. clothes in my backpack, and and then they were just like, "You don't look professional enough." And I was just like, "Okay, whatever." Uh, and then I went to work at Pat and Oscar's for a while. Uh, I was a busser there, and then I worked at Burberry actually. Oh wow! Uh -huh. I was the youngest uh, person in the whole entire organization. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. I was 18 years old. Were you doing sales? Uh, no, they didn't allow me to. I, I kind of was, but not really. I did more of like, you know, just inventory stuff. But mm -hmm. um, the funny thing is that I had gone to Macy's, uh, Sears, uh, um, I think it was JCPenney, mm -hmm. uh, and they all told me no, that I didn't have enough experience. And as I was oh, walking wow. through the mall with my resumes, and, you know, kind of doing this, right, kind of with my head down. There was a gentleman. His name was John. Uh, I have pretty good memory. <laughs> his name was John. He was standing there. Um, he was from Hawaii. 
Um, and uh, he actually let me borrow a CD uh, from 50 Cent that I never gave him back to him. <laughs> but, uh, 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 but so, yeah. do, you still speak, do you still speak to John? No, I don't speak to John anymore. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, so no. we're out there so many. Yeah, he has yeah. your 50 Cent CD. <laughs> yeah, but I have gone back to that Burberry store, oh, and okay. uh, there's there's a few people that are still working there. But how did you meet him? So you were just walking. Yeah, I was just walking down the hall, and I was kind of had my head down a little bit, and he asked me, He's like, hey, uh, are you looking for a job? And I was like, you know what? I am. I just applied at a bunch of places. And, um, you know, um, they, they told me that I don't have enough experience, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, well, do you speak Spanish? And I said, yeah, I speak Spanish fluently. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, we're actually looking for somebody. Could you interview right now? What? And I was like, yeah, I yeah. can. Right. And then so uh, I got to meet Gene. And Jean was a 73-year-old British woman. Oh, wow. And uh, she was the one that was running that uh, Burberry store, and uh, she loved me. Wow. Uh, I just kind of started chatting with her. My interview process was super informal. And she was just like, you're hired. Start tomorrow. And then she goes, your position is going to be a little bit unique because we need somebody who speaks Spanish to be on the floor. Mm. right uh so what you're going to be doing is you're going to be working four hours stocking and everything and then four hours you're going to be here at the store uh so then she said well i'm going to need you to look professional so i'm going to give you some clothes oh and i was gosh. like okay yeah that's super cool right so then i got all burberried out <laughs> um you know they give me they hooked me up with some swag <laughs> uh and um yeah i mean i i worked there uh, i met mimi Mimi was a Korean lady, and her and I, we would get along uh, uh, so great. It's how I learned a few words, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, you know, she taught me all those bad words, but I can't yeah, kind of yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was it. And then, uh, and then I got a call from my cousin again, and he's like, hey, I know that, um, you know, um, I know that you're really good at math. And uh, he's like, well, we have a position open for a loan processor. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll take it, you know, and. and were and you still, you were already graduated high school. Yeah, I was already, yeah, I was 19. Before we go further, let's kind of go to your backstory. Were you born here in the United States? No, no, no. So I, I wasn't born here. I was born in Mexico, in Acapulco, Guerrero. Mm -hmm. um, Elvis had a movie there. Uh, there's a song from Frank Sinatra. Uh, it used to be really popular. Uh, actually, cool story. And this is, uh, I, I actually want to visit this house. So John F. Kennedy mm -hmm. and Jackie Kennedy uh, actually had their honeymoon in Acapulco. Oh, wow. And there's their, the house exists. That they stayed in? That they stayed in. Oh, wow. And it has a natural uh, ocean pool. So oh, they, they wow. kind of carved it out. Yeah. And then so the water from the ocean comes, comes in. Comes into the, the pool. pool. Yeah, so it's super cool. So I want to stay there, obviously, with my wow, fiance. Yes. Um, John F. Kennedy is one of my favorite presidents. So That's it's like, awesome. uh, yeah, so that's something I kind of want to do. Um, and then um, the other thing, um, so yeah, so I, you know, I grew up in Mexico, um, a little bit on the outskirts of Acapulco. Um, my mom migrated to the United States when I was three years old. Mm -hmm. uh, so I stayed with my grandma. Um, in Acapulco. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then so my my mother uh, actually was a nanny here mm -hmm. uh, for um, a Jewish couple. Mm 
Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, they're actually my age. So she thought she was kind of like raising me in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them was a boy, the other was a girl. And, and um, you know, so that happened for a while. And then um, during that time, my mom would come and visit, you know, from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time she had to come and visit, she had to cross the border again. So was she crossing the border illegally? Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so she had to go through the desert wow. every single time she wanted to come and visit me. Wow. So now looking back on it, it's like what a sacrifice, right? Right. And uh, she told me a few stories, you know, of her crossing. And was she by herself? Well, I mean, they they it was no, in groups, you know. Right, that they, but but as far as so the people that she crosses, she didn't know. She went oh yeah, to, yeah. So technically, yeah. she's by herself yeah. in this yeah situation. Yeah and, yeah. yeah, and then she got lost one time. Um, yeah. and then so she only had like a gallon of water, and um, she somehow you know got to a road and was able to kind of make it. Um, but she was like that was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just remember my mom coming and, and bringing me gifts. Uh, I remember when she bought me my Nintendo. Uh, so I was like the she kid. She was trying to give you a better life. Yeah. My yeah. mom was trying to give me a better life for sure. I, I mean, she reminded me of that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she would always kind of tell me, you know, that's that's why I brought you here. Like she would always just, uh, every single time, I, you know, every opportunity or, 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 or you know, something that I didn't necessarily want to do, uh, she would always be, well, that's what I brought you here. I brought you here for to, to have an opportunity. How old are you when she brought you over to the United States? I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, um, but just. So from three to nine, she was going back and forth, working here and then going. Yeah, there. like, like, but she, yeah. like, sometimes it would be two or three years mm-hmm. where she, before she would even come and see me again. Wow. So it wasn't like she would come every year. It wasn't like it was a quick drive or a quick flight. Yeah, yeah. She had to go through some hardship in order to see you. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then. Is it uh, just you or do you have siblings? Yeah. So I have my sister, uh, okay. uh, my sister, uh, but my sister was also in the United States. Uh, so, um, you know, it was just my grandma and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always say, you know, grandparents make the best parents. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think my, my grandma taught me a lot of things. Um, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of tell people is like, uh, as a child, I was never yelled at harshly or even hit like mm-hmm. i didn't get spanked mm-hmm. right and um so i learned to uh respect people through love and caring uh and i think i think that kind of is kind of like my persona now too mm-hmm. like it's like i i don't like to you know i i just kind of do that and i think that's how i earn respect from a lot yeah. of people um and then when i was the funny thing though in, in acapulco everybody's a salesman is that right? Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> a salesman. Everybody's either selling a product or something. Wow. Right? So at five years old, I was uh, going around to my neighborhood and selling a service of going to the groceries at the mercado or to go buy tortillas. Wow. Uh, so I could get a little bit of money, you know, wow. and do my thing. So what what made you decide to do that at five years old? Thing? Because most five years old, you know, five year olds, they're yeah. heard like playing with their friends and here you were your little entrepreneur at five yeah well i mean it's pretty common there like people people do this so it was like a common conversation for everybody to say what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yeah or oh wow okay there's always some sort of hustle yeah yeah so some people would sell gelatin do you think you were five years old when you learned that you needed to hustle or do you were you younger 
No, like you, the concept of going out there and pretty much you're making a living at five years old. Yeah, yeah. The 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 what I liked is buying stuff so I can make my kites. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then uh, and then obviously soccer is a big pastime, and mm -hmm. then uh, where we lived, if we kicked the ball uh, at the right time, a car would come by and pop our ball. So uh, uh, <laughs> we had to go buy another one, right? So so that kind of happened quite a bit because uh, we will play a lot of soccer yeah, yeah. and um, you know so so that's that, that was the need for that um, but um, you know I, I love my childhood yeah. uh, I tell people I wouldn't change it for the world um, I kind of sure yeah because I, I got to make my own toys yeah uh, I got to you appreciated everything that you had oh yeah right? no and it was so yeah. much cooler like now looking yes. back at it I had so much more like I had so much freedom yeah I could, like, I literally, at, at that young, I was roaming around. Like, I know it would be kind of crazy here in the United States, but I was roaming around my entire neighborhood. Yeah. You're talking a few miles. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like. Uh, I, I think, I think though, here in the United States back then, I know, because even when I was younger, I remember, like, being out. My mom didn't know where yeah. we were. We were up the street somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you just knew when it got dark, it was time to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's kind of lost it's, now. Yeah, it's definitely lost. Yeah. I wouldn't let my kids. <laughs> I'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> they, they go, uh, our youngest has to take her uh, older siblings as bodyguards, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so um, another uh, kind of caveat to, to, to my childhood was that I had uh, uncles that were kind of pretty wealthy. Mm. And uh, so... Did they all live in Acapulco? Yeah, yeah, but they lived in a, in a different area. Different area. Right? So in at my house, uh, sometimes we had to go get carry water from a well so we can have water, right? Uh, we had to heat up water to take a hot uh, shower. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we didn't need too much of that because it, it's hot it's in Acapulco. Nice. Yeah, nice uh, weather. But, um, you know, things like that... Um, I slept with my grandma. You know, I've never really kind of had my own bedroom until I was like 19. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, then I would go to my uncle's house and uh, he had like three nannies. Right. What? He drove the coolest cars. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a suitcase. And I what was did like, he do for a living? In he was a banker. A banker. Yeah. Uh, for Bancomer. And then that never, did you ever like look at your uncles and go, I want to do what they're doing? Yeah. That, that, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would see my uncle uh, with a new car. Mm -hmm. uh, he was one of 13 kids. And he's the one that kind of helped them, uh, you know. Uh, and I was born the same day he was. So I'm named oh, after him. Wow. And, um, you know, I always kind of looked up to him in that, in that sense. And uh, he kind of really kind of helped a lot of people, um, like in his family. Mm -hmm. Parties were always at his house. Mm -hmm. He always kind of had a bunch of stuff. So I, I definitely appreciate him for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and... You know, just kind of seeing kind of what he did, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, my aunt, too, was amazing. Always kind of welcoming me. Welcoming. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, understanding that, you know, her sister was out here trying to give me a better opportunity, which is my mother. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was just kind of fun, you know. Um, at that time, I ne had never met my dad. I didn't have a concept of my dad. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know his name, I think, at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, that was kind of it. And then my mom one day tells me, uh, hey, you know what? We're going to go to the United States. Uh, we're going to go to Disneyland. And I'm like, Disneyland? What? <laughs> and at this time, I still hadn't really kind of like 
you know, had hamburgers or like pizzas. Like yeah. that was that wasn't like a thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but I did have crab legs and lobster and that kind of stuff because we actually used to go to the ocean and fish and and do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So so it's kind of like a funny so, thing. So funny because everybody here is like crab. Like, so, yeah, you yeah. know, we all want that. Mm -hmm. And over there, you want a hamburger. Yeah, and, it, and it's so funny because then you get here and it's like, all you eat is hamburgers and now you want crab legs. And like, so it's, it's a funny kind of way yeah. that kind of thought process. That, yeah, yeah, that happened. So, um, so yeah, I, I was super excited to be a part of my soccer team mm -hmm. because by the time you hit fourth grade, you could uh, join the soccer team. Nice. So I was like, um, next year, I'm going to be in the soccer team for the school and like I'm ready to go, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I was I was asking my uncle to buy me a pair of shoes. Uh, and then my mom, you know, kind of goes, hey, well, we're going to go to uh, the U.S. and just going to go check out this land really quick. And then oh. so we ended up going to Mexico City first and then we went to Ciudad Juarez. And then they started fingerprinting me and doing all that kind of stuff because my mom was able to get a resident uh, nice. uh, nice. A card through, yeah. you know, um, I think in 1994, they had something kind of like that happening. Mm -hmm. She had applied already. Mm -hmm. um, and because she was a single mother, um, she got it a helps. great yeah, yeah letter from the Jewish family that she oh, was taking care nice. of. Um, and then so that kind of really helped. And, um, you know, um, I get here and then I'm like, then my mom's like, oh, yeah, we're not going back. And then I'm like, I started crying, oh, yeah. right? Because I was like, my dream of being becoming a soccer star was <laughs> Out gone. the window. Yeah. Yeah. And, so you uh, thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're fourth grade. Yeah. You're nine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all my uncles played soccer. They were, like, super known in our town. Like, everybody respected them. And I've all the kids I played with were way older than me. So, um, yeah, so sure enough, you don't get here. And then, like, even my own cousin wouldn't make fun of me because I didn't speak English, right? Like, he didn't want to kind of hang out with me. Uh, he was embarrassed to the fact that you didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so... You're not the only person that's ever said that. I've heard many people who have said when they came and they didn't know English that they were... Yeah. 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 So, you know, it, it, uh, for me, it's like, uh, I mean, I would kind of like, eh, my mom would get more upset than, than I would. Mm -hmm. um, How did you learn English? Um, well, I, you know, all, all, all he spoke was English and then all his friends spoke English. So you just picked it up. Yeah. And then I actually remember the moment where I knew that I knew how to speak English. You well, remember that moment? Yeah. 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 I was watching uh, Street Sharks, which is a TV show. Uh, it's a... Uh, or uh, it's a cartoon of like street sharks, and uh, the guy was um, I we were, it was Channel Nine, and uh, um, I told my cousin I'm like because we slept in the living room, right? Uh, you know, uh, my my aunt had her bedroom, my mom had the other bedroom, uh, and then uh, you know yeah, we slept yeah. in the living room, and then so uh, we were sitting there, and I was like, are they speaking Spanish? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm listening to them in Spanish in my head. Yeah. Like, are they, are, are they, are they, are they speaking? And he's like, no, dude, it's in English, like Channel Nine, right? And then I was like, oh, okay. So that was like the first moment that I was like, I was translating already everything that they were saying. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, then I go into school. Uh, three months later, I was able to speak English. I passed my ELD mm -hmm. uh, uh, classes, and uh, Miss Martinez was. Uh, the lady, huh? The teacher. I, mm -hmm. I had Miss Peck, who was my fourth grade teacher. Miss Martinez was uh, my 
English or like how, how to learn how to speak. Yeah. That was the first school um, that was doing a program like this. Wow. Um, so I was very lucky on that end. Um, and then so I had to come in an hour early to mm -hmm. school and I had to stay an hour later. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so in the morning you would practice English and then the evening or after school you would practice English as well. Yeah. Or they would help you with whatever. Yeah. And then during the day. So like during like yeah. um, English class, uh -huh. I would go to that English class oh, with her. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Even some history, I would go in there. But like a math and science, I would stay mm -hmm. in the regular classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so we did that. Did they have a soccer team at your school at that time? No, they didn't have a soccer team, but they did play um, kickball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first time I go up to bat, I fucking, uh, sorry, I hit a home run. Uh, off the first kick and i'm wondering why these kids can't kick the ball i'm like why can't you guys kick the ball like this is the easiest thing i've been playing soccer my entire yeah, life yeah. at this point <laughs> right so i'm like why can't you guys kick the ball like this is the easiest game in the world mm -hmm. all right so then you know that started happening people started picking me now mm -hmm. as the as like as the the the, the you know, i want you on my yes. team you know yeah so you were first draft <laughs> yeah i was first draft yes for sure um but um you know uh, my mom really kind of loved miss martinez we would always uh, buy her some uh like earrings yes. or stuff gifts and stuff like that um because she was such a big influence on on, on me and and you know miss peck was so nice and the math have, test have you ever reached out to those teachers and no but i've seen uh, my fifth grade teacher was with mr baker mm -hmm. uh so mr baker uh uh i i've seen him a few times uh I just said hi. I was like, I was in your fifth grade class. That's awesome. And he was like, what? Who are you? <laughs> uh, um, but. Uh, That's awesome. Um, uh, I, I, you know, probably he walked away, at least from my experience, when a past student comes and says hello. I think that's like a. That's like an honor that they remember you. So it's pretty cool that you went up to him and said hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh, and um, so in fifth grade, um, I obviously already had learned how to speak English. So in fifth grade in that class, they surrounded me with all the kids that didn't know how to speak English. And my job was to translate for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got that opportunity. Um, and oh, going back to fourth grade, a fun fact was that I found out that through the book club and the reading club, if you got first place, you would have a pizza party. <laughs> so <laughs> being competitive. I uh, read a bunch of books, um, and that's I think that's also something that helped me uh, pick up English, English. A, lot, a lot faster. Um, but the, in the beginning, I was reading a lot of first grade and second grade books. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't okay when you have fourth graders right. that are making fun or of you. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. So I, um, but I didn't care. Right. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, I don't care, whatever. I'm going to beat you guys anyways. Mm -hmm. So I would read like 30, 40 books. Wow. Right. Like like uh, just as many as I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. And then so some I would be sitting at the computer taking tests literally like all day. Right. Because mm -hmm. like, I wanted to win first place. Um, uh, just uh, at least top three so I can be in the pizza party. And yeah, I was at the pizza party every every quarter. Um, Did you and, get first place? Uh, I, I don't recall if I ever got first. Um, but always in the top three. Yeah, but I always in it. the top three. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I think it was top three or top five. I'm not 100 percent sure. Did you ever eventually play soccer? Uh, yes, I did. Um, in high school. Uh, it was I, so I attempted to play when I was in sixth grade, um, but I got hurt. Oh. And because um, the funny thing is that I went to go try out for the team for the 10 to 12 year olds, mm -hmm. right? 
and the coach is like, you're too good. And I, I nice. still, at that time, I still hadn't played. And he's like, we're going to put you in the 14 or 16 team. Oh. And how old are you? 12. So I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, let's do this, right? So, you know, I still hadn't played for a while, so I was still kind of rusty. And then um, I get in the game and, um, you know, they, I get kicked. I get, you know, they, they slide tackle me. And then I come home all, like, limping and everything. And my mom's just like, you're never going to go play again. Oh, she wow. goes, if you get hurt and you break an arm, like, I don't have enough money to pay for that. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, what? Like, you know, so I was kind of bummed out. Um, and then that was really kind of it. Right. And then, um, I think, uh, well, um, I think it was in until high school. Uh, well, in eighth grade, I picked up basketball. So I started playing basketball and again, uh, I'm a pretty competitive person. So my best friend was the high school star. Mm. So I just, he would go practice and I would just shadow him. Mm-hmm. And I love pra- I love putting in work. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's like built into me. So mm-hmm. I enjoy the process. Are you an early riser? Um, sometimes, yes. It d- depends on how late I go to sleep. If I go to sleep at 10, I will wake up like at 5, 36 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But if I go to bed late, then I'll wake up late. You okay. know, so, so. I, I don't, I've never had an alarm clock though. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I wake up when I wake up. That's like automatic. Your body's already programmed. Yeah, but like sometimes I oversleep. And I just think, I just, in my in my mind, it's like, you know, your body knows when to wake up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so just leave it alone, you know? Uh, yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of my attitude towards that. But um, yeah, so I, I picked up basketball. I would practice every day, 12 hours a day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like from morning to the end of the day. I would, wouldn't go home without, you know, shooting at least 500 shots. Wow. Uh, so my That's freshman, impressive. yeah. So my freshman year at, uh, uh, in, in, high, in school. high school, I made the, um, I made the freshman team, uh, and then, uh, my sophomore year, I made the JV team, but I didn't like how our schools, like the, 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 the basketball program, mm-hmm. it wasn't as intense as I mm-hmm. wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like That's I'm like, competitive. Yeah, like for me, I'm like, why aren't you guys practicing every freaking day, right? Like, why yeah. aren't you guys like shooting like me or like doing stuff to to get yeah. better? Like, I don't like to play a game and lose. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not this is not for me. So then, I started watching our soccer team, and our soccer team was really really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just inspired by the work ethic they had and everything. And I would just watch them, watch them, and then eventually the coach came up came up to me because I would sit and watch them play. And the coach came up to me. And he was like, hey, well, do you want to play soccer? Why do you come here and just watch us all the time? And I said, well, I used to play. I don't know if I could play anymore. I haven't really played since I was nine years old. Uh, he's like, well, come and scrimmage with us. So I did. And uh, he goes, I think you're good enough to do this. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of the kids that I played with actually played on professional teams. And wow. uh, actually one of them became a player for the U.S. national team. Wow. So. Yeah, and then so I I got, I got to play our freshman year, then I got to play JV, uh, and then uh, you know my my senior year I kind of just whatever you know. By I'll, that time you were already working. Yeah. Uh, right, and real estate, so yeah. you were already veering off to another direction in life. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it just kind of came about. It wasn't something that I really kind of chose. Mm-hmm. Um, but like anything, I put in a lot of time. Yeah. So. Do you still? play soccer no 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 not anymore uh how about basketball 
not really. I shoot around right now at my at my house just because I want to kind of, you know, uh, get back into kind of some sort of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with real estate, you know, it occupies a lot of your mind and even when you go home. Um, but I picked up cooking. I love cooking. You tell me that, yeah. Yeah, I love cooking. You have to cook for us one day. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, and I make up a lot of dishes. Um, so the other day I made a tortellini with a chorizo, uh, with like a like a cream and parmesan sauce. So it was pretty good. So Daniela gets to be like the. All right, what are you cooking for me tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. is so awesome. Yeah, and then I cook her like all her family's like um, like whatever her favorite dish is. So for uh-huh. Mexico, so she'll be like, I want enchiladas, I want, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, taquitos dorados or. Do you cook every day? Not every day. Um, we I normally like to tell her, like like to cook twice during mm-hmm. the week because mm-hmm. usually we go out and eat, right? Yeah, but you I guys t- are quite busy. Yeah, so so yeah, we have somebody that comes and cleans our house. Like mm-hmm. We're always like just working all the time. Right, and we're kind of exhausting by the time we get home. Right, um, but um, yeah, I really enjoy the process of cooking. The more labor intensive it is, the mm-hmm. better it is for me. It kind of gets your mind off of everything fr- away from work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's soothing for me to cook and just to watch like the whole process, and you know, like I really try to. I really try to make how, it really good. How did you get into cooking? Well, my family cooks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I noticed it when I would go to other people's houses. And I was like, why is your food not tasting like my mom's? Uh, uh, but I wouldn't say anything. You know, I'm just being nice. <laughs> right? You do not come yeah. eat at my house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that that, that kind of would happen. And then, um, you know, uh, um I think just that, you know, my mom yeah. would put so much love into food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would go to like a very specific store just to buy cheese mm-hmm. and then go to another store just yeah. to buy like the tomatoes. I and, always think of really good chefs, uh, you know, kind of like the concept with like water for like water, yeah, for water for chocolate. chocolate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they said, however, her emotions were. That's how her food tasted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I always think of a good chef as like that. It's like however their energy is, it's their love, their energy, and mm-hmm. their feeling that they put into it. Mm-hmm. And who are the best cooks? Yeah. Your moms and your grandmas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because they're putting love into putting that mm-hmm. meal on the table for yeah. you. Well, uh, actually, funny thing, my sister became the best cook. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. sister is an extremely good cook. Mm-hmm. Like, Does she do that for a living or no? no? That's just... Yeah. But like you, it's it's that yeah thing that they, you guys just love to do. Yeah, yeah, and she, she enjoys like when people say, "Oh my God, this is like the best thing ever." Have you ever tried to convince her to open up her own restaurant? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I I can. Yeah. Has that yeah. something that you have thought about venturing off to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, you're you're kind of the entrepreneurial. Yeah. You know, personality. Yeah. So it's like you're doing this, you're succeeding at it, you're going to do something else, yeah. you're going to succeed at it. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it's like I just want to create, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the funny thing is that, you know, my mother's, I like to tell people, like now looking back in the hindsight, like my, my mother's own ignorance uh, allowed me to not have a ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. So like my mom could never tell me like, oh, don't do that. That's too deep. Like it's like, go for it, Neil. Yeah. You know, you want to do it, you go for it. Right. 
And then, so since I was nine, you know. Well, but do you think that that was ignorance or do you think that that was actually because she knew what she had to go through? Well, so my, she didn't want you to have a ceiling the way no, she did? No, no, because, I, you know, I just think my mom never really kind of, um, like she never kind like my mom only went to like second grade or third grade in school. Mm -hmm. Right, but because she had to take care of my. But there family. are people who have street smarts. There's, I always say, there's street smarts and there's book smarts, right? Yeah, but um, then so then when I get here, um, when we're, you know, when my mom was like, um, like I had to translate for everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was always like, it's kind of like it was the opposite role. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like I was a parent. Got it. Right. Mm -hmm. So she would be like, how do I fill this out? I'll fill out all the forms. Uh, and he had to do this, do all that. Even when I was a little kid, mm -hmm. um. I would, you know, do the laundry. Mm -hmm. I would, uh, um, you know, with her, obviously. Right, 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 right. But, like, if I had to go get water, I remember, because my mom never didn't drive. So that was another issue, right? Got it. So my mom never never drove us anywhere. Did your mom speak English? No. Oh. Not a little How bit. How did she watch children and did not speak English? She spoke Spanish to them? Yeah. Did they speak Spanish? I'm not 100%. I don't know. You don't know? That's yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and my mom was always like a very like loving person. Mm -hmm. uh, so like it to her to take care of kids was very natural. Yeah. Yeah. Like extremely natural. Um, and I'm just kind of sad about that. She won't be able to see my kids, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, so, 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 so that kind of happened, right. Mm -hmm. Of, uh, you know, she would always kind of ask me for like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Right. So when I would tell my mom, hey, mom, I'm going to go do this. She'd be like, all right, cool. Got it. Got it. It was like never like, yeah. oh, don't go do that. Like, it's yeah. like, you know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, so she really didn't like what she knew is what you and her experienced together. Yeah. 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 So. And then so, yeah. And I remember like we would have such a good time. We would order pizza. Yeah. Uh, she would make, uh, you know all my favorite foods all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. um, and at that time I was running like eight miles a, like a day. So mm -hmm. I could eat as much as I wanted. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I would like stuff my face all the time. And, <laughs> and she, you know, her salsas were really good. That's mm -hmm. what she's known for. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's certain dishes that my mom is Did known she pass for. any of those dishes down to you? Um, I think her susason, uh, which is also um, for my sister, I would say. Like mm -hmm. that, that, that's also kind of where my sister gets a lot of, a, a lot of her, um, because I, I feel like a good chef is, is somebody that's experienced quote unquote good food. So that's why he knows what it's supposed to kind of taste Got like. It. So then that's why he's able to season correctly. Right. Right. So like my sister at the house, if I get there, um, sometimes she'll be like, Hey, could you try it and tell me if I need more salt or pepper? Right. And then I'll try it. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to put it. Because <laughs> right? um, I I, I yeah, tend yeah. to season pretty good, um, but yeah, I mean that that's kind of you know um, where we, where I kind of I think get that uh, fearlessness. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then also, you know, having somebody like my mother who who was fearless as yeah. well. Right. Who didn't give you any barriers. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, you know, for me is like I just it couldn't imagine like, okay, well, I'm, if I want to go visit my son. I have to fly over there and then yeah. I have to cross a desert to come back. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's like. So she kind of didn't have, I mean, I would think that is also not having any fear because 
she came to another country mm-hmm. and then exactly like you said she had to go through a desert with people she didn't even know mm-hmm. she got lost she still made it back yeah i mean so right then and there that's someone that you can yeah. look up to and you know pass that personality mm-hmm. and that mindset down to your children as well yeah yeah i like to say uh there's three women in my life i grew up around women only mm-hmm. uh so it's my grandma my mm-hmm. grandma gave me wisdom I love uh it. my mother showed me love and my sister shows me strength. You know, my sister um, has battled lupus her whole entire life. She had a kidney transplant. Wow. Uh, and she's a tough woman. Is she older than you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's uh, 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's she's just, you know, she's very kind of uh, very passionate, you know, mm-hmm. like my mom too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, uh, I think all three of them were, uh, you know, and it's just... Um, um, you know, I, my, my mom, my grandma would always kind of tell me, you know, always do the right thing even when nobody's looking because that's mm-hmm. the definition of your character. For sure. Um, that's who you have to, you know, uh, show to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like every day, like this is who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of always kind of carry that with me. Um, even to this day, I remind do myself of that. Do you still have your grandma with you? No, my grandma passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and I started at that point, um, you know, going back to after I got out of high school, I I did the uh, was being a loan processor. Uh, then I um, first three months, uh, maybe it's a three month thing with me. I don't know. Uh, I closed my first uh, refi, mm-hmm. which I messed up by the way. You I did? I didn't, but the escrow company forgot that there was a prepayment penalty. Oh. When they gave me their net sheet, mm-hmm. and uh, so I closed the deal, mm-hmm. and now we're five thousand dollars short. So, oh, wow. yeah, so that was kind of a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, after that kind of happened, uh, you know, we, we kind of were telling Esker, like, you got to pay for it. Like, we're not going to pay for it. And, and, you know, whatever. So it was handled. Uh, six months after, I was running all the refis for the office. Wow. A year later, I was running the entire. How old were you? Uh, I was 19. Wow, 19, and you were running the office. Uh, oh, yeah, all the refi department. Yeah. And then I ended up running off processing-wise. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up running all the real estate and refi departments uh, because wow. I could work a lot faster than most. Mm-hmm. Like I was just on it. Let's just go. Yeah. 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 And then it was like, uh, I really kind of stay there all the time. I was getting paid yeah. $2,000 a month, mm-hmm. which to me in the beginning was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But then as I saw how much work I put in mm-hmm. and, and the amount of effort that I put in, um, um, after two years, I was like, hey, uh, uh, this is not kind of working out for me. I need mm-hmm. to get paid more money. Um, and um, uh, there's a company called Bear Stearns that offered me uh, to pay me an $80,000 salary. Nice. So when we from, At 19. Uh, at that time, I was like 21 already. Well, but still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I already had gotten my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, funny thing about that. Uh, so my cousin goes, you need to get your real estate license. And I go, yeah, but I don't even do real estate. He's like, just get it. And I was like, all right, whatever. So he paid for it. Um, and the day that I went to the, uh, test, um, um, like the day that the day before, uh, I was cramming cause I didn't study for anything. Right. So I was cramming and I was like, ah, oh, dude, I'm going to fail. I call him at six in the morning and I'm like, I'm not going to go because I didn't study and I'm going to fail. And he's like, just go. So at least you can experience what yeah. it's like. Yeah. So at this time I don't have a car. Right. So I have somebody drive me there to take the test and I passed. 
Yes, on the first try. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, That's oh, awesome. yeah, so I was like, oh my god, I passed. Okay, great. Uh, uh, now no, I'm, not, no, well, now I'm a realtor, right? But yeah. I've ne- I never practiced real estate. Mm-hmm. I just kept doing loans, and then I went to work at Bear Stearns, and uh, I was an account manager there, um, and uh, I did that for a few years, and then the crash happened, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, pretty much all my family's in real estate, so a lot of them kind of, you know, everybody thinks that because my cousins in real estate that I learned kind of everything from him uh and I'm like I only worked with him for a short period of time and most of the learning I learned it from the loan officer that was next to me helping me mm-hmm. um it wasn't kind of or through the experience right yeah, through the exactly. experience yeah yeah and then so I made great relationships I had great friends and um you know people really wanted to help me because um, I would tell them I was like dude I'm lost like there was yeah. a girl named Lorena you, were, you weren't afraid to ask for help Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah. There was a girl named Lorena Cervantes, um, and she was an account manager, so mm-hmm. I was on the on the loan processing side, and she was my uh, my account manager that I would communicate with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're new, huh? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm going to help you, because I would always be, like, funny with her and, uh, you know, messing around. And, and um, you know, so I, I, I would always build a good relationship with who I was working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can help me close right. more deals so right. yeah for me it was like i would make a phone call and be like hey i need i need you to do this and it would just get done and it was really kind of cool working with her side by side but um again went to work at bear stearns she actually was the one that told me about that job position oh. um she was like you're not getting paid enough dude uh you need to go over here and i was like yeah. all right cool and then um so then that happened and um you know the market crashed and uh uh old friend of mine was like hey jose um you know i'm really busy and i'm processing loans uh do you want to kind of uh you know come and help me you're a great processor and i was like sure i'll go and help you and i show up and he doesn't have a lot of loans uh <laughs> he has a lot of work but he doesn't have a lot of loans uh, so it. we were doing um because that, when the market crashed there was yeah like, this is 2008 yeah yeah. You had more modifications going on. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we kind of stayed away from the modifications um, because we heard a lot of people kind of were doing kind of crazy things. So we mm-hmm. were just like, you know what, we'll stay away from that. And then we just kind of kept doing loans. And I had to learn how to do an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do a full doc loan because everything was subprime before. Uh, so I had to learn how to read taxes. I had to learn how to do all this stuff. Wow. Uh, and then so we went through that process. Uh, um, and then... You know, um, surely, like, we had, like, a little office, like, super small office, and uh, then we started doing more and more loans, and uh, uh, I ended up becoming the loan officer because nobody wanted to talk to him because he would never pick up, and then yeah. so they were like, well, well, we just, but I'm the process, I'm the one that's doing everything anyway, so they were like, just talk to you. I passed him. Yeah. All right. And then, so that's kind of how my career kind of started on that end. How did you transition from loans to real estate? Okay. So that happened. So, so when we were doing loans, the people in the, our office were doing loan modifications uh-huh. and people were coming into the office saying, Hey, this person's not picking up my phone call. Right. This person's not doing this. And we were just started feeling very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so uh, my partner uh, at the time, his name is Henry, uh, was like, why don't you get your broker's license? And I was like, okay, I'll get it, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So then I would go work 12 hours a day, 
go home and study for mm -hmm. another two to three hours because this time I'm like, it's the broker test, so I have to study. Study, right? yeah. So I'm I'm doing all of that, and then uh, the first time I went and took the test, I took it twice. And the first time I got a 74. You need a 75 to pass. <laughs> yeah, and I I I did the test. One percent. Yeah, I did the test in 30 minutes. So I did. So each half is thirty minutes. So I did thirty minutes. Is that all they give you? It's an hour. To they take give the you. Test? I think they give you an hour and a half or two hours. Okay, and you did it in thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes. Yeah, and each section. Barely missed, missed it. it. Yes. Yeah, but I thought I just knew it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, of course. I know. Having, boom, a, boom, 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 boom. having a flashback from when you took your real estate license. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I didn't cram this time. I studied. Yeah, no, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh then the. God, I got this. So then when I get the letter, I was so bummed out mm -hmm. because literally when I when I took the test and I, I I finished it so quickly, I was in the elevator like screaming like, yeah, yeah, like I'm a man. I got it. I got it. Yeah, that's it. Right. A little bit like, of a humbling moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I get the results, I'm like, what? And then I noticed that I misunderstood a few concepts. Yes. And then so I was like, oh, all right, cool. So then I had to retake the test. I passed it the second time. Um, super excited about that. And this is around like 2010. And at this time, uh, by this time, we already had moved offices twice mm. to bigger spaces. You're still working for the same company. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little lady, her name is Adela Olivares. Mm -hmm. uh, she works around here. Uh, and then she kind of gave us an opportunity. She gave us a home. So, you know, I'm really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, um, you know, I started uh, doing the loans and everything. And at that time, you know, we would kind of, you know, just a lot of agents would ask us for, for stuff, for favors, for things. And you know how it is in this business, you know. So we would help with, you know, buying signs and, and things like this. But then, you know, I was starting to get kind of tired of it. And um, I was just like, okay, well, let's come up with a different concept, right? So I said, well, why don't we uh, do a flat fee concept, right? Because we already had seen Realty One and companies like this. So... Uh, we did a flat fee concept of like, hey, we'll do your loans. Don't ask us for anything, but I'll charge you 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then so that worked out for a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, realtors are smart. So they you know ended up going another direction. And then we're noticing the files drop. And then they still want us to only charge them 500. And it just didn't kind of really work out at that mm -hmm. point. So at that time, I already had a company called Funded Mortgage, which was our our mortgage company mm -hmm. and then i uh we opened a company called the property shop uh and so we started kind of doing everything through there and then <clears throat> i was noticing like um you know the trends right of people going online and everything like that so in mm -hmm. 2013 i opened up another company called irealagent.com mm -hmm. right and it was like i am the real estate agent got it right because uh -huh. it's like uh, because most people thought they're a real estate agent because they're looking at properties online, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of, you still kind of get that now. Mm -hmm. I'm the agent, I'm doing everything. I'm like, okay, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So we had a, a concept of giving them a cash back of 1%. Uh, so that year, I think I gave out $90,000 in 1% cash back incentives wow. to clients. And I thought I was going to get this wave of repeat customers. And yeah. I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And I was kind of bummed out about that. I even have like the big checks and everything mm -hmm. um, uh, that we, we would give clients a big old check yeah, with the 1% on it. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of cool. And then so that's kind of how I started to get into real estate. Um, so at, at this time, I still have not ever wrote a purchase agreement. 
uh, or looked at a listing or anything like that. Wow. I, I had my, you know, my team, my TC team do that. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided to start selling real estate because I wanted to have more control. Got it. So I told my business partner, I said, you handle the loan piece and I'll go ahead and do the real estate side. Yeah. Right. And um, I sent out 30,000 flyers. Wow. Didn't get one call back. Wow. And then I went door knocking. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a great experience. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ah, this might not be for me. Yeah. And a woman, um, forget her name, um, but she came to our office and she was excited one day. And she was like, hey, you know what? This company called Zillow, uh, you pay them 500 bucks and then like people call you. And I was like, <laughs> huh? She's like, yeah, you get you get, you get uh -huh. their numbers and, and, then, and then you could, you know, there's people that want to buy a house. And I always knew because it would always happen. Like I would be at an interview with an, with a client and then the client only wanted to work with me. They didn't even want to work with their agent anymore. Yeah. So was this after you started with Zillow? Um, or just no, before, before mm -hmm. then, like um, when I would, inter when I would be doing the loan, the clients were like, dude, I don't like working with the agent. Like you're like way better. Like you're, yeah. you're doing everything. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, you know, do you think having the loan background, was what helped because you were more knowledge you came yeah. as a more knowledgeable agent than george down the street yeah yeah absolutely for sure absolutely absolutely now i think it's probably for every agent i mm -hmm. think it's probably a good way to kind of start right um you know because it, it gives you so much uh ammo mm -hmm. right? having that lending background what background or you think just even having some type of knowledge of the concept of how a loan works yeah un understanding yeah. fully how loans work is huge huge mm -hmm. huge because it it allows you to uh, create the roadmap for your clients mm -hmm. right agree it, yeah if you don't have that kind of kind of understanding it's really difficult to do that right right so how so, do you advise them yeah, exactly. That's kind of the initial start of the conversation anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 that's that's when I started Zillow mm -hmm. in 2000 October of 2013. Wow, okay. Uh spent $500. Mhm. Mm and uh I closed my first client by January. Wow. How long were you a real estate? How long did you have your license before it took you to close your first deal, your first real estate deal? Since 2006 till 2013. <laughs> Like I was closing like a few deals or sometimes I would do uh -huh. favors for people like in 2010, 2011, yeah. uh, but, but no, no, nothing under me. Yes. You know, like that I got a client. Right. It was just like, hey, Jose, can I do this deal you know, under you? Whatever. Right. So, yeah, let's do it. Right. Um, but then, um, yeah, so that that's kind of how it happened. 2013 was my first So time. do you think that was what was the flip, the switch that just transitioned your career from not having anything for all those years and to now starting to have stuff. Yeah. Well, we decided to, 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 to switch, you know, my whole thing was like, Hey, I'm going to close real estate deals. Mm -hmm. We'll take out the agents out of the way mm -hmm. and then you do the loans and we'll make more money this way. All right. You know? So where are you now? Where am I now? Um, now <laughs> well, here we, we are in 2021, 2021, your first deal of 2013. Yeah. Yes. And so where did you, how did you grow from, from nothing to where you are now. Honestly, just because a lot of hard you, work. You so when I met you, mm -hmm. um, you were working for another company, correct? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. So 
and but you were were you part owner of that company? No, 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 no. No. Okay. No, no. So so two um so from 2013 to like 2016, I owned Santa Ana on Zillow. I was paying like ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Wow. Right. So I went from five hundred to ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month. So I was doing really well. And with six people, we we're doing like a hundred some million a year. Wow. Right. So then Berkshire Hathaway approaches me. Hey, can you do you want to partner up? I said yes. Automatically gave me seventy agents. Uh, but there were agents that were kind of fighting the system. Mm -hmm. So they didn't believe in kind of what I was about, right? It's mm -hmm. like this kid. At the time I'm like twenty five. Yeah. Right. I got my broker's license when I was twenty three. Yeah. So they're like, you don't know anything, you know, yeah. what is this? So I'm having to fight that. Who battle. are you that that yeah, that you're young and I've been this for fifty years. Yeah. 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 So this <laughs> this whole thing came about, right? And I was just trying to encourage them and tell them and all this stuff. And so um then from there I, I at that point I owned a mortgage company, two real estate companies, and I was flipping houses. Wow. Right. So you know, I was doing all of that at the same time, but, you know, I had a relationship with somebody and, um, you know, that started kind of going sideways and it really kind of threw me off because, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, a, a, a bullet train and you're going a thousand miles an hour, somebody throws a stone in it. It's just like, right. it derails it you. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was going a thousand miles an hour, right? Like I'm at this time, I'm like 26, 27. I'm just like, like living life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing really well. And, um, you know, I kind of come to that situation and it, it was, it just kind of threw me off and, and I started fo not focusing on it. And, and, you know, again, here I go again, you know, boom. So this is probably like my third or fourth at that time fail that I had right in my, mm -hmm. in my career. Uh, but it was probably the biggest one, the most impactful one for me so far. Um, and, um, was it that you lost sight of what your goal was yeah. or, yeah, I lost sight of myself, of my goal, um, what I was really kind of trying to do. Um, you know, I wasn't really happy, mm -hmm. right? Um, because I'm a, I'm a very free spirit. So yeah. I like to be around people. I like to go out. I'm very spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't like to plan anything. Like, I could just be like, let's go now. Boom. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like that. So having restrictions for me doesn't allow it's, it doesn't sit well with me yeah you know it just it, it really kind of irritates me if i'm not like that in my business like i can't be like that in my in my personal life, life. Yeah. yeah right so I, I have to have that freedom so then that kind of happened and what was your aha moment that said you know what I, i'm not going down the path that i had set for myself i need to change this well it took a while to get there mm -hmm. um were so you aware yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote a quote that said, um, even in my darkest moments, uh, I did not feel alone, nor did I feel sorry for myself because I always knew I could change everything in a second. Mm, very good. Yeah. So, very good. Yeah. So, so, uh, so what was that second that you decided to change? Um, it, 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 it's, um, you know, uh, at this time, uh, I'm, I go through the breakup of my relationship. I lose everything. I lose all my companies, wow. everything. And uh, I, you know, went to live with one of my friends. And, uh, 
you know, we roommates and stuff. And you went uh, from having your own place to now being a roommate again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've lived in a really nice place. Uh, mm-hmm. um, a lot of parties, a lot of stuff like that, a lot of self uh, sabotaging, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, it was two years of that, right? I never had smoked in my life. Now I'm smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. right? And uh, just drinking a lot, right? And um, it was a lot of like repenting and feeling sorry, and you know, um, you know, I felt kind of bad because she was a, a mother, and now I'm leaving the single mother again, and my mom was a single mother, my grandma was a single mother, um, so it, I kind of felt bad. I paid her rent for a year after I broke up with her, even though she was in another relationship, mm-hmm. which is crazy now. And right? this is an, and this was not your child, correct? Yeah, this is not my child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that whole thing, it was really difficult, and and then I'm still trying to help her, right? Uh, and she's actually in the real estate industry, and um, you know, uh, I I learned that. When somebody's down, even if whatever they did to you, don't 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 kick them. You yeah, know? you know, just just stay away. Yeah, right. But like me helping her, and it was a lot of like, you're the worst person I've ever met in my life, uh, and and to hear that kind of stuff. On you're my- helping her, and she's giving you all that. Yeah, yeah, and then so so why are you calling me? And I'm like, because you called me, and yeah. like, why are you? Uh, uh, she would call me to give me her advice on a deal, and I would give her advice, and it was like, "Do you see? This is what you do." Like you know, this whole. But she was quick to take your money. Yeah, quick to take the money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then even one time asked me for it, and I was like, "Aren't you in a relationship?" Yeah. Right, and then she got upset at that um, for obvious reasons, but you know, it just it, it didn't go well. You know, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I learned she she was a, a great woman. You know. Uh, she taught me a lot, definitely. And she told me. She's like, all I'm doing is training you for the next one. Because <laughs> uh, she was nine, 10 years older than me. Uh-huh. But I, 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 I would say so, you know. A lot of the things that I do with my fiancé now are definitely things that I've changed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things that now that I do that I definitely wouldn't have done before. That mm-hmm. I wasn't conscious of it, mm-hmm. you know. I've always been very kind of just going, going. So I don't, I don't take time to think about slowing down and you know mm-hmm. things like that um i'm just kind of going so um at then at that point you know i'm living this crazy life right and uh you know i still have my company but i really don't even want to have any responsibility i'm like just tired and beat up and like i'm done mm-hmm. right so i told my cousin i said hey you know what um I, I need a place. You know, I'm not somebody people can recruit. Like, uh, I, I just I just want a home where I feel loved, and, and that's really it. So he's, like, opened the doors for me. He told me to come over to his office. And, um, you know, again, I was already producing. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, so I already knew I was going to come no, into. Yeah, nobody was giving you a handout, but you just weren't giving yourself the best that you could give yourself correct yeah i was mm-hmm. just kind of beating myself up all the time right. and and then so i was like whatever right so i go in there first quarter first place mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were like what mm-hmm. <laughs> second quarter first place mm-hmm. and then i'm still kind of battling my demons mm-hmm. right um i'm journaling a lot mm-hmm. like um that, that whole two-year process was a lot of me journaling and writing down my thoughts and 
Uh, I still do to this day now because it really kind of allows me to 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 release a lot of like my sometimes anger, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I write down how I feel, how what I'm supposed to be feeling like for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I write down a lot of things like that, ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that I come up with some pretty clever lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of clever sayings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, I mean, I mean, you're talking about. I would go. I had boxes. Wow. Of me writing. Of journaling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and in wow. the beginning, it was just about hating a person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was just like a lot releasing of... that that energy, releasing that energy onto paper. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got that from a guy that I found online on YouTube. Uh huh. Yeah. He's just like, um, um, he was like, just write down what you're supposed to feel like for the day. That's pretty good. He's like, make that a task. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay. So I started with feed your mind, body, and soul. Do you write in the morning or do you write at the end of the day? I write in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and sometimes it's very quick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be something that just came up. I'll see something and then I'm like, oh, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. Right. But t- typically every morning I'll write something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of how um, that process went. And then um, I actually had lost my car right before I became uh, first place because I was. You know, I, I, I was driving down the street and a car hit me and I really didn't have any money. And I was already living with my sister. I was living in her garage. I asked her oh, to wow. allow me, you know, because I wasn't making any money anymore. Yeah. Like I was so kind of lost from, you know. So when I went to work with my cousin, I had to move in with my sister because uh, I didn't have any money. Yeah. And uh, um, I had just crashed my car, so I didn't have a car. And uh, you st- literally were at rock bottom. Yeah, that's the moment that I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I can't do this. Yeah, like, I can't do this. And I was still, again, fighting my demons, fighting, you know, myself, sabotaging myself in a lot of ways. But you were working yourself up, uh, opposed to staying down. I think the the when when you're in that type of situation in those type of places, like dark places like that, your family is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, being around my family um, is what helped you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So being around my family, my mom, my sister, um, really kind of helped me quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, my brother-in-law. Good people. And um, and and I just started kind of working myself up again, mm-hmm. right? Um, really try to focus and 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 just kind of get back into the and swing of things. Did they have those conversations with you? Like, yeah. Hey, you know where you're at right now, right? Yeah. And even though you knew, it's yeah. still your decision to make it to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so that kind of happened, and then and then, um, um, you know, I just started kind of working myself out out of it, mm-hmm. right? Slowly working myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I received a check from one of my biggest transactions. I my grandma. I just would say my grandma. My mom are always looking out for me. Mm-hmm. So it was a check for a six and a half million dollar deal and a five and a half million dollar deal that I got it on Zillow. Wow. Uh huh. And then so I'm like Zillow works. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been paying them this long. But it didn't work. For no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to convince the office yes, that yes. Zillow works, uh-huh. right? And um, you know, my cousin's office they were already doing it, but yeah. I don't think they were doing it on that scale. Right. right. And then, right. and then, so so I came in with a little push, and 
um, you know, we started doing pretty good. And, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Brittany Scott is one of the first people that I start kind of helping. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's one of the, 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 the one that actually led to all this team stuff mm-hmm. uh, was Brittany. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was the first person I helped okay. um, that I mentored and coached. And uh, I just kind of saw her run running around the office. And, you know, she's, she's, she's the breadwinner of her family and mm-hmm. I was just I saw her and I was just like uh I think you need a schedule <laughs> and I was like why don't I share my schedule with you and then we can have a, a, a path to getting yeah. you and then so we started working well together and I just love her energy yeah she's an amazing person and then so we vibe very mm-hmm. well right mm-hmm. so all of a sudden Brittany has eight escrows Mm-hmm. And then people are like, how does she what have a desk? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So now, so this whole process and, um, you know, um, I was excited for her. And now my cousin was like, well, why don't we do this for like everybody? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I could. And then so we started kind of helping all the, all the other agents. And mm-hmm. it was mainly kind of me doing that. Yeah. Really kind of mentoring, going to showings with them. Um, you know, I've had, had been to so many showings with Zillow at this point. Yeah. I mean, I expedited my career pretty quick, right? So I go from never showing houses to I was getting about 350 leads a month. What? It was only a team of six. So, so yeah, that's not enough people. I understood that uh, later on, that mm-hmm. uh, drinking from a fire hose is not good. <laughs> you need to kind of slow down yeah. a little bit. And um, so, so... Um, so, yeah, so then, so, so then we kind of started doing that and... and, and how did you transition to EXP? Um, well, Leo had kind now, of... Now, when I met you, were you EXP or were you still that? Technically, company? I was still at Remax. I didn't mm-hmm. transfer till, until March 1st. Oh, okay. Of this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So when I met you, you were... Still Remax. Remax. Yeah. Okay, and I was, I was EXP. I mm-hmm. just came over to EXP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in October is kind of when I started kind of like talking to Leo. Okay. Right. Because you guys kind of shared that office, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, you know, I was talking to my cousin. I was telling him, hey, we have a problem. Uh, so at first, uh, you know, we get offer. Uh, the uh, We're doing pretty good on Zillow. Mm-hmm. We're spending quite a bit of money on it, mm-hmm. right? I think we're spending like 45000 at that point. Wow. A month? A month. A month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're spending quite a bit. Right? We have a big account. Um, I have a hundred and something reviews, mm-hmm. right, compared to everyone's like 20. Yeah. Right. So it's like I, I'm, I'm like a big I'm most of the team. Yes. At this point. Yeah. Um, and I, I think at one point I had more than the total amount of reviews from the team. Wow. Just like like if you if you yeah, took me off. It, yeah. 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 It, like than, they, yeah. You alone had double what the whole team had. Yeah. yeah. The whole team. Got had. it. So 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 we started doing really good with our, our Zillow account. So they give us an opportunity to interview. We interviewed with them three times and. Uh, we got the opportunity to become a Zillow Flex partner. Uh, nice. We were one of the first uh, 12 teams to do that. Uh, so we kind of locked ourselves into a room and just figured it out. Yeah. You know, all the processes, um, um, things like that. But a lot of the stuff was coming from what I was doing because it, it was working, right? Yeah. Um, like, I, I think in one month, I opened uh, four escrows on the very first showing on the very first offer. Nice. Yeah, so that month I opened seventeen escrows. Very nice. Right, and yeah. uh, and not uh, not sellers, all yeah. buyers. All buyers. Yeah, so people were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Right, mm-hmm. uh, but I set a pace at the office, so everybody at the office was running at the same pace. Uh, they were kind of doing that, and then so we were having a problem now of not having enough agents. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't have enough agents. So um, when that problem came about, you know, I was already kind of talking to Leo and I was look, seeing the recruiting platform that EXP had. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, that seems to be a really good way, easy way to be able to have a bunch of agents. We have the product right mm -hmm. now. We need people to to help us service, yeah. right. you know, so so that was kind of the idea behind it. And then, um, you know, I started building a lot of relationships with a lot of vendors. Now we mm -hmm. have probably like over 15. Where do you see yourself from from this work? Where do you see yourself in a couple of years from now? Um, I am, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, you're still doing yeah. day by day. I mean, well, your days are fast yeah. moving. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I think, I, I think I'm always going to be helping people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think th that's in your heart. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that uh, it's going to be that some sort of that. Right. And, um, obviously if you can make money while doing it, Mm -hmm. You know, it's great, right? Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, I do want to um, I do want to make a difference. I want to make a change. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like I'm like there's a certain sense of responsibility that I feel, um, you know, whether it's me helping another person or um, I mean, my 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 dream would be to change the way people buy houses. Uh, through like energy efficient programs and things like this, mm -hmm. uh, so that would be uh, uh, that's a goal for me in the next ten years yeah. to do something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be uh, maybe I'll have a restaurant by then. <laughs> I really do enjoy cooking quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so like those are all things that I could probably uh, that I could see myself doing. I do want to spend more time with my family. Um, I love spending time with them. It's just that yeah. I'm always busy. Always busy. Yeah. yeah and the cool thing is that you have your fiance here working with you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a huge plus or else yes. you would never see me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we're kind of kind of try and wrap up a little bit here, but one of the things that I saw you had posted on one of your Instagram posts was you should always be coachable. Yeah. I thought that was a really great quote because I think that we're always learning no matter what. We can always learn mm -hmm. from somebody else. Correct. Um, everybody, that's why I say everybody has a story to tell and you can learn from everybody's story. So what piece of advice would you give a somebody who's starting off in real estate? Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's start off with that question first. What piece of advice would you give someone who's starting off in real estate? Um, like it would be coachable, right? Yeah. That would be like the the thing that I would say. Just uh, um, don't kind of stay set in your ways. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, it's gonna be really easy for you to to not do that. Uh, so I would say make sure that you find a mentor, a team, mm -hmm. somebody who has a process. Um, and um, yeah, you might not get paid a million dollars in the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know that learning curve. It is, is super uh, important, right? Like you, 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 you got to go through that process, mm -hmm. right? Um, I would say, work your butt off. Right. Uh, you know, Elon Musk says, "I work eighty to ninety hour weeks because I want to figure out if it works or not faster than everybody else." All right. <laughs> so, so if you want to know if this is the business for you, make sure that you put in a lot of time in the beginning, um, as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, that way you figure out whether this is the right thing for you or not. Uh, don't be afraid of the phone is another thing I would mm -hmm. say. Um, 
and uh, be yourself. Yeah, those are those are all awesome, awesome pieces of advice. What would you give just people in general who are entrepreneurs or just, you know, um, what what do you think a good piece of life advice would be to offer someone? Because I, I honestly think that your upbringing, it, like you said, there was no there was no ceiling for you. So you just have the go, go, go mentality. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great mental state to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you give to somebody else? What would you say to somebody else? Um, what I would say is you have the ability to create whatever it is that you want to experience in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires a certain amount of energy, right? So um, I wrote in my book, don't pray for the reward if you're not ready for the sacrifice. Oh, I love it. Right? So a lot of times we're always like, I want, I want, I want, I want. And then it's like, okay, well, there's also this piece that you're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, so so there, so th- that's what I would say. Um I would say, um, you know, it starts with you, you know, it starts with you. Uh, you got to believe it first, you know, so you got to drink the Kool-Aid first right? <laughs> before uh, you can get other people to believe it. Yeah. Right. That's true. Uh, so you got to make the Kool-Aid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got you to make it, drink yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to, you, you, you know, you, you try it out. Add some more sugar, take some out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody's really going to believe in you. Yeah, um, if you I, don't believe in yourself. Yeah, so it starts starts with you and the man in the mirror, right? Right. Um, so I love that song, by the way. Uh, um, so, yeah, so I would say that. And um, the other thing I would say is, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Um, it's part of the process. That's you know, awesome. Embrace it. Um and I wrote this the other day, and I said, um, the more I overcome adversity, the more I start to realize that obstacles are an illusion. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. what a great way to end this segment. Thank you, Jose, for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm definitely going to have to share that, especially that last quote. <laughs> Such an honor to hear thank your you. story, and thank you for sharing it. Oh, with thank you so much. Thank you so much. See you guys later. <laughs>